0: Good evening, everybody. It's our Clusa, and this is a series called Bookside. And Bookside, I read every day in the night a little bit of the book. Now I'm reading for you a book titled Power and Prediction. Today, I would like to start chapter 2, which title is AI's System Future. Every day in the night during the weekdays, I read a little bit of the book and then share my comments and thoughts about it. So let's start with AI systems future a chapter from Power and Prediction book. The year 2017 was awash with AI conferences. That deluge brought together business and governments and also galvanised academics. Having realized that artificial intelligence had the potential to transform economies, we wanted some of the best economic researchers in the world to think about AI. We organized a conference in Toronto on AI to set the research agenda for economists. To our surprise, we had no trouble attracting a crowd, Stanford University's Paul Milgram who would go on to win a Nobel Prize for innovations that spanned economics and computer science, recalled a similar invitation he received in 1990 for a conference on the economics of the Internet. He had declined that one and regretted. I remember vividly when in 1990 the NSF asked me whatever I might be interested in working on the economics of the Internet. And I was too busy, mentioned Milgram, working on principal-agent theory, the economics of the firm and supermodularity, so I declined, he wrote. But no excuses this time, yes, I will be there. Some of the participants were bullish on the impact of AI, Daniel Kahneman, another Nobel, Nobel Prize. The guy remarked, I do not think that there is very much that we can do to computers will not eventually be prompt to do. Betsy Stevenson, who served on President Obama's Council of Economic Advisers, summarized the optimistic sentiment by noting, it's clear that economists believe that artificial intelligence represents an opportunity for substantial economic gains. Others were more skeptical. Joseph Stiglitz, another Nobel laureate, was one of several worried about the impact of inequality. Tyler Cohen, an economist and former New York Times columnist, worried that our artificial intelligence pro- productivity would increase scarcity in physical resources. Manuel Trundetberg, I hope I spell right, I pronounce it right who spent part of his career as a politician in Israel, noted that the long-run benefits of a technology are irrelevant if a revolution happens first, foreshadowing increasing resistance to machine automation and the popular perception about the impact on, on jobs. One particular interesting worry was that AI didn't seem to be having much impact on the economy at all, as economists Ehring Brynjolfsson, Daniel Rock, and Chad Cyberson put it. We live in an age of paradox. Systems using artificial intelligence match or surpass human-level performance in more and more domains, leveraging rapid advances in other technologies and driving soaring stock prices. Yet measured productivity growth has declined by half over the past decade, and real income has stagnated since the late 1990s for a majority of Americans. For those who study the history of technology, this paradox is not unprecedented. In 1987, MIT Robert Solow famously quipped that we see the computer age everywhere, but in productivity statistics. Computers were appearing all over the place without measured without measured improvements in productivity. The pattern was familiar and the economies became interested in what happens when general purpose technologies, technologies that enable sustained productivity growth in a wide range of sectors emerge. General-purpose technologies include the steam engine, electricity and semiconductor and internet as, more recent instantaneous, instantaneous, as most recent development. To participants at our conference, AI looked like a candidate to add to the list. What should we expect? Yes, historically, such technologies eventually transformed economies, businesses, and work. But what happened during the decades? All that was happening. What happened in the between times? Very interesting paragraph from authors of the book when we see a lot of questions coming from 2017. Today is... What day we have? it's monday the 3rd april 2023 so it's literally six years later and we see how artificial intelligence is transforming verticals yesterday my friend gave me a call and she said that she's a copywriter and her friend is a hop copywriter too and she was fired from the company because The owner of the company just put more tools into action. Tools like ChatGPT and 100 other tools that can write content, prepare slides, prepare graphs in Canva and other things. We definitely see a big change, but there is a good thing in it. If we think about abandoning the tasks that are really repetitive, we can jump on the higher level and start using the tools. The authors in the books, they asked themselves in 2017, will AI be like internet? I think it's going to be like that. In many different verticals, many different places in our life, it will change. It will change like a steam machine was replaced by electricity and whole system was redesigned. So I asked myself a question today before recording this episode, what can we do? And I think that humanity is really prepared for that. We just need to learn as we always used to do. When there was the first car on the road, when there was the first steam driven train, and when there was the first website, we were constantly learning how to leverage and utilize those tools. And I really look at the bright side of AI that we can still learn how to use a new type of tools. Thank you so much for being here with me. And I wish you a great night and see you tomorrow. Take care. Bye bye.